0: Well, welcome to the Thrive Women's Podcast. We're so glad that you're listening today and happy December. I think this is December when we post this, which is wild, but uh, we are excited about the conversation today. But first, Lisa, happy week after Thanksgiving. We legitimately haven't even seen each other or talked much in the past few days. So this is like real raw
1: ketchup, (laughs) which is I'm sure what the people came to hear. That's right. That's right. Well, first of all, good to see you, Angie. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I totally missed you <laughs> last week. Missed our conversations and daily check ins. And I know yeah. you were doing some serious travel. Kind of where's, oh my Waldo? Gosh. where's Angie? You were everywhere as I followed you on Instagram. Talk about it. Do you ever it.
0: plan a week? Yeah. I was going to say, do you ever plan a week or a trip that makes so much sense on paper? And it was really, really good. But I was trying to fit a couple things into last week in the Thanksgiving break, and I found really cheap tickets, which is awesome, but they were all my flights were so early in the morning, like very early so um that was fun, not a lot of sleep this week, but no, it was really great. I went to see my family um and it was awesome. We went to a restaurant for Thanksgiving. No one cooked anything. We watched like Christmas movies that day. It was great. Um, got to celebrate my brother's birthday. And then I went to visit some like really good lifelong friends in Seattle and my goddaughter turned 11. Oh my goodness. And we got to do all the birthday things and it was so fun. You know, at dinner last night, we, um, like toasted to her a little bit and just kinda said what we saw in her, what we're thankful for. And I thought uh yeah, it was just fun to tell her, like, oh my gosh, these are things we would laugh about when you're a toddler. And now it's really cool to see how they're developing. And anyways, so it was super special. But here I
1: am back after Four flights on the week of Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Planes, trains, and automobiles. I love that. Just it's wild idea of speaking life over young women like that, and 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 actually coming out of Thanksgiving, that's kind of what we got to do, right? Was to pause and speak life over each other, and family, and friends, and the year, and most importantly, God. And hopefully, that thanks living lifestyle is continuing into December, and we don't. Lose that call to be thankful always. It's not a, it's not, you can't opt yeah. out to go, Oh, Thanksgiving's over. So now I'm going back to my grumpy self. Um, but yeah. as you were jet setting yeah. around the, <laughs> the West coast, um, <laughs> I had a lot of family jet setting over to our house. We had a full house of about mm-hmm. 16, 17 people and, um, our, our run for hunger, our family turkey trot was a big success. Um, it was really nice. cute. My parents decided to kind of donate money uh, based on the mile that each person did, either from walking or running. And so that uh, mm. motivated the troops to get out and run or walk some of the calories that we had consumed by that point. And, um, and then our awesome. turkey games was amazing. It was a timed relay. Of shooting the basketball, hitting a golf ball closest to the pin, throwing a football at a big oak tree, and then running over to the cornhole and trying to get a beanbag in the cornhole. Oh my gosh! And we timed it. It's so fun. Oh my god! I want to be in the game some year. I, I came in fifth place, but um, my nephew, who's thirteen, <laughs> who had, he and I had kind of strategized the course. He actually won and, and did it in thirty-six seconds. I was a minute twenty.
2: So he's quite the
1: athlete, but yeah. It's a new record. Do you guys have like a leaderboard or anything year to year? Kind of. This this is the first year officially of this this relay, but it was the first time actually when I had all my brothers and their families out with my parents and I had hired a photographer to come out and do some family pictures. And uh, it was a special week. We've gone through some hard things as a family and um, God was really kind and generous and, just restoring and and bringing a lightness to Mm -hmm. some of the heaviness that we've been walking in. So I'm grateful for all of that.
0: Oh, that is so, that's so fun. Well done. And I would like to apply to be adopted just for the day (laughs) so I can play in the games. (laughs) Well, today, um, speaking of speaking life, Oh, do you like that transition? transition Yeah, <laughs> we uh, had a chance to sit down a couple weeks ago with a new friend to us, Erin w- Weideman, um, and she is the founder of Truth Becomes Her, which is a brand and organization that equips moms and women's women with resources to help them step into leadership roles and really find their voice. Her story is so fascinating, and we love talking with her. She used to be a teacher. Um And turned into a homeschool consultant. Uh, She's a nationally recognized speaker. And her mission really is to shift the conversation around feminine values from such a beauty focus to more of an inherent worth um, focus and how to help young girls realize that. You will hear more about this, but she has a a radio show on Air One. She has written kids books, which are really cool. And spoiler alert, you may want them as a Christmas gift. Um, She has also been a cancer survivor. She is a cancer survivor and recently moved to Montana. So, I mean, we had plenty to talk about. She was very lovely, and I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Erin. Well, today (laughs) is a fun day because we get to add another friend to the Thrive podcast podcast. Thrive Women's Podcast family. Erin um, Weideman is joining us from Montana, which we've already been geeking out a little bit because we're a little bit jealous that you get to live in Montana right now. Um, but welcome to the podcast. We're so glad that you're here today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. Okay. So just to kick us off, tell us a little bit about your family, um, what ministry looks like right now, and um, yeah, maybe what COVID season, what, what happened during COVID for you guys? so many things. So
3: my husband and I are, we are celebrating our 11th anniversary this November, which is really awesome. We've been married for 11 years. Brent is my husband and we have two daughters. Our oldest is Rooney. She is seven years old and we were just blessed with a new baby, Roxy, last summer, which has been really awesome. And during the last 18 months, our business and ministry have changed in so many different ways. Our family mm-hmm. uh, up and left our home in coastal San Diego. And we moved <laughs> to the, wil- the, the wild, wild wilderness of <laughs> Northwest Montana. Yeah. And as a Southern California born and raised lady, I was a little nervous about weather. I have personally embraced our entire new lifestyle. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. all of the things that are cold and skiing and snowboarding and all the fun things that we get to do in the winter. So I'm really enjoying it as my whole family is and I'm just That's super awesome. blessed to to be there. It's so great here. Yeah.
2: Well, you wear beanies <laughs> really well. You're I know. absolutely darling. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Well, vibe. we went on a field trip today to a dairy to find out how milk and ice cream are oh. you know, milk is extracted from cows and then made into ice cream. We went on a cool homeschool field trip today.
0: That's right. <laughs> so I was outside
3: for a long time. Hence the beanie.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned <laughs> that your business and ministry changed a little bit. Tell us what your ministry life looks like and maybe a little bit of what God has called you into and how that changed. Yeah. So I, for the longest time was a
3: regular old classroom teacher. I taught middle school for a really long time, English and Spanish and lots of different things. And pretty early into my teaching career, God impressed upon me the need for us to do something about this next generation of girls, uh, Mm. to step more fully and to understand their identity, step fully into their calling, to lay down things like insecurity and comparison and a warped sense of what beauty and worth look like from a worldly perspective, and to just understand what God says about them. So, all of that to say, we started a publishing company with no connections and no experience about seven years ago, Bible Bells, uh, where we connect girls to the women of the Bible through engaging, high quality, amazing resources that I get to create. My husband mm-hmm. runs all of the different other business, ministry, development, partnership side of the business, and I get to write all the content. So it's been a beautiful and amazing and challenging adventure becoming an entrepreneur and leaving the traditional education space and diving in as a creative and just trying to partner with the Lord in creativity and to get stories that are in his word to make them meaningful and relatable and fun to engage with um, for girls of every age and stage. So that's really what we've been doing for the last several years. And
0: it's been really fun and awesome. I love that. And you were telling us yesterday was a big day. You just launched something new.
3: Yeah, we just launched a brand new digital subscription called Bible Bells Monthly. So born out of COVID, you know, we were, and a lot of people, I think, in the publishing industry have had some supply chain issues. Right. We thankfully dealt with a short-term paper shortage in the U.S., which was um, affecting for our business. But all that to say, we're very grateful that we have paper back in stock. But we had been getting asked for months and months and months. You know where are if I want to ship these overseas, or if I want to get these to girls around the world, or I want to them translated in different things. We've got physical books here in the U.S., but we were missing a digital product that girls could engage with everywhere. So our team has been working tirelessly and lovingly in the last several months to just create a really rich, deep, and meaningful experience for girls and their adult mentors to engage with God's Mm. word learn more about the women of the Bible, the women that he used powerfully in his story and what that means for our lives. So the digital subscription just launched yesterday. It's been really well received. I've been getting a lot of great messages. So I'm just super thankful that people are responding to it and enjoy what we're making. Yeah, it's
2: awesome. Okay, amazing. So many questions (laughs) from just that. I mean, it's so awesome to see how God has just used your your all of your work experience, your life experience, your passions, your love for English, you know, uniquely working with middle school students to kind of birth this project, which has now become, you know, full-time ministry and work for you and your husband, and really shifting the conversation from what... Most young girls are talking about what they're following, what they're projecting out on social media, just shifting that conversation to be more biblically based and centered around those values that God has entrusted, you know, his Mm -hmm. girls to carry. But that has to come from a very personal place. Going back a little bit, tell us a little bit about kind of your story and um, how God has probably used some of that to shape ministry today.
3: Yes. Okay. So I grew up in church. I laid it all down at 16 because I just didn't understand it. I think Mm. I grew up doing the typical check the box church experience where I was really good at memorizing verses and going to Sunday school and doing all the work that you would do as part of the church community. But I never internalized it and I didn't understand what a real relationship with Jesus was about or like. So I just naturally fell away from my faith at 16 and made every mistake on the planet for about 10 years. Um, Not walking with the Lord, I decided I was an atheist and that I didn't believe and I'm just going to do my own thing. So fast forward, uh, it was not until I had graduated college and was doing the young adult work thing. I was working in finance completely outside my giftings. And what God had made me to do, I realized, thankfully, um, he violently shoved me with a cancer mm. diagnosis at, at 26. So mm. I was diagnosed with cancer. I had, I mean, I was a college athlete. I had never even broken a bone. So to be sitting in the doctor's office wow. told, you know, hey, you have, ca- we did not catch it early. This is not a good cry. Like, this is not good. Mm. We need to have surgery tomorrow. Like, what can you call out of work? That kind of an emergency situation. Mm. I just was not prepared as a 26-year-old person who did not have a faith or a lean into Jesus. Hmm. Um, I was just so broken in that season and lost and terrified that life was over and that I was going to miss everything that I started exploring in that season. Wow, was I created to do something? Is there a God? Does he see me? Does he love me? Does he have a plan for my life? And when I went seeking him hmm. i found him and it's just through his grace that i'm here today and i didn't realize i mean i went through four subsequent diagnoses cancer came back every 9 months like Gosh. clockwork and then almost 10 years ago i started getting clear scans and i'm completely cancer free hmm. for the last 10 years
2: that's amazing so it's
3: i'm so grateful that it happened to me and i i consider it the most cherished blessing of my entire life that God was able to use a period of intense pain and suffering to draw me closer to him and to get me asking those really important, like the questions that matter most in life, God, what did you make me to do? And how can I live in a way that's gonna point people to you and invite them to experience you? And that's what I wake up now thinking about every day with just intense gratitude and a sense of urgency for everything we get to do to share him with the world.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, Erin. Thank you know. Congrats on the clear scans, and we're so thankful to hear that you're healthy and that has continued. Okay, so you live from that place. You said every day you wake up just motivated by how God could use you that day. It sounds like He's used you in very impactful ways, and you have a show on K Love, Fifty Nine Seconds of Hope. Tell us about that show and where that yeah. So I I do.
3: Yeah, I, it's so fun. I get to do on-air devotionals for air one radio. So, and, and part of that was born out of a, a speaking opportunity that I got when I quit my job. And I was in a real season of like wrestling with the Lord. Cause there was a yeah. moment where our company started and my husband had already quit. And he was like, well, you're like kind of the mom and the face and the author, and you're going to need to get out and share your story in God's Done, powerful yeah. work in you and your testimony. And I remember telling my husband, "I'm not a sharer, uh, <laughs> and I don't think God's calling me to share anything." Because I was just very content to be behind the computer screen, like typing up book, you know, yeah. resources and just getting them out. And we'll just, <laughs> I'll just. Have them. Um, and he really challenged me in that season after I quit my job, uh, and I got, I got an amazing opportunity to travel around the country, speaking to middle school and high school students. A very targeted message from Air One regarding, Mm -hmm. you know, positive relationships and what to do about peer pressure and how to get a rich and protective circle of trust, people who can insulate you and care about you and want to see you succeed. Just a message that was like the heart and soul of what I felt like I needed as a kid. And now Mm -hmm. as an adult and a mom, looking at your own kids going, okay, yes, like we need to help you with that and build in, you -hmm. know, some some safeguards and some guardrails for you. So I love that opportunity so much. And then, so the devotionals were just born out of, That message, so every week or every day, usually, I'm on kind of a rotation with everybody else who does them, but I get to share very positive messages um, with the listenership, which I'm super grateful for. I love it so much.
0: Isn't that funny, just when you say, oh, I'm not a sharer. (laughs) God's like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Here's a you radio are show. though yeah, yeah here's are. a radio show yeah
3: i thought i'm good i just want to can i just talk to middle school kids they're fine <laughs> and they like me and like i don't want to talk to adults and it was god was like nope you're gonna go out and talk yeah. to people that make you uncomfortable and share a lot of embarrassing stories and that's how people are gonna see what i did through your life by you not being afraid to just obey yeah and and leave the rest to me so i'm grateful for that for sure
2: So Erin, I have to believe that your message is not just for middle school and young women, that it's got to be relevant and impactful for women who still have not either received this kind of truth and and understanding of their significance and their identity coming from the beauty that they hold within as they behold their relationship. Um, of God to the world. But how, how do you see your platform actually reaching beyond? Because I feel like if this is changed through the home, through the, the parenting, through the mothering, um, what an impact that can have on her middle school as well. And I know you do a lot of interviews in your, uh, with women and your organization works with women. So what are you learning just from some of that
3: Yeah, I think so much. But the one thing I would say is that God's really taken me on a journey to lay down an obsession with success from from a temporal standpoint, right? Like so much of our time is devoted to building the kind of life we want to have and experience here on earth. And we try to take ownership of that as best we can. And what I feel like God's shown me and my husband throughout this entire process is, is it's really not about building a life on success in a temporal way, but what it means to live for eternal significance, what it means to wake up every day and say, okay, Lord, your purposes are my purposes. We're gonna prioritize the gospel in everything we do that has to do with how we speak to each other in our marriage relationship. It has to do with how we invite people into our home to experience our family, how we speak to our children, the kind of things that we say our family Loves and is built to prioritize. If the gospel stays centered to that, then our mission as believers, as kingdom-minded, mission- driven believers has to be about laying down success and picking up the mantle of eternal significance, namely, what can we do every day, every right. decision, every choice, every you know, every time we make a, a take an opportunity is this contributing to the winning of souls and the making of disciples? Mm -hmm. Whether I'm at my kitchen table chatting with my seven-year-old, or I'm standing on a stage, you know, Mm -hmm. aiming to inspire women and sharing our story or teaching inside the digital platform or creating books or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. can we prioritize the message of the gospel and deliver that in a way that's going to be honoring to the Lord and life-giving to the person and ourselves, frankly, who are meant to constantly be in receipt of these messages so we can internalize them. So I think that's what God's shown me is just this idea of six, and we're so blessed because we started this, I mean, we cashed out a 401k, guys, which as as a woman, I went, okay, I'm not like, I'm not super comfortable with, you know, living on my one salary and you're going to quit your job and we're going to, spend the money from this retirement. Like that doesn't feel safe and secure. And that's what I like Mm -hmm. as a woman. Right. And God really challenged us at the beginning. And he was like, if you, if you take care of what I'm putting in front of you and you obey Mm -hmm. me, I'm going to see it through. And then I get all the glory. Mm -hmm. So we've watched, I mean, we've watched year over year and we, our business has gone like this and it's been, you know, struggles here and there. And we've watched God really show up in amazing ways. It hasn't looked like we planned it. Um, but certainly, he's met the needs. He's amplified the work that we've done. He's bringing this message to people all over the world, and I never thought would we'd be able to to you know send it out to anybody. I just you can't see the scope of what the Lord wants to do in just your own mind. But all that to say, like success now has has come naturally from what I believe is placing our focus, our prime focus on. Building his kingdom. Right, right. And that means sharing the gospel and winning souls and
2: aiming to make disciples and to activate his believers. Right, right. What do you see as being some of the obstacles? It it sounds great, rah-rah. I want I want to live for that. I want to be about <laughs> that, but boy, the world is so enticing still down here that draws in women to, again, that external, those comforts. What do you think it's going to take to move women beyond that? I mean, for you, you went through a really hard season, your cancer, the difficulty, maybe these are the tools God is using strategically in our Mm -hmm. life, possibly? Yeah, I
3: think taking, you know, leaning into your painful seasons and your suffering and say and like really understanding that even in the midst of those hard things, God is doing a work in you. And it's, the work that you aim to want to do out in the world and the good that you want to do, like he also is trying to do a work in you simultaneously. So Hmm. I think leaning into the really uncomfortable things like pain and suffering. And I'm so thankful because my heart was so hard during that season when I was sick and he just violently stopped me with this, you know, news out of nowhere, but I had enough good sense to go, okay, maybe I don't have it all figured out. Maybe I don't have all the answers. Maybe if I just revisit this and, revisit my faith and see maybe, you know, if I'm wrong, like, could I be wrong? And that's my challenge to everybody listening, right? Like we always think our way is the best way. Mm -hmm. And I, I know this as a parent and having to ask for guidance and mentorship and wisdom from parents who are ahead of me, who, whose families are the fruit that I want, right? Like they've raised kids, they know the Lord, they are prioritizing ministry. Where are those people? I try to get them in my way and glean all the wisdom I can from them. But I think like, at the end of the day, as women, we have to lay down. And again, we can see all the details. We see all the different moving parts of everything. So I think our default is, well, I know I know best. Yeah. And a lot of times we do know best, right? Like if we're <laughs> thinking about how best to engage our children or what to do you know, in the workplace, then we've had the experience. Like we feel like we know what to do, but God's ways are not our ways. And I think the best thing I could share as far as what I've personally learned, and my husband is so... Gracious to constantly because he's such a creative thinker, he's such an outside the box. I'm not gonna do things the conventional way guy, Mm -hmm. how he pursued me, how we live. (laughs) Like I was the one that had to like adopt this new way of thinking. Like, oh, there are several ways to solve a problem, or there are several ways to get to where I'm trying to go. Mm -hmm. And there isn't just one way. And maybe on paper, like having the cushy job or having the safe, secure path that looks really good, that makes you feel comfortable, mm. is in God's way, probably. So if right. you start asking the questions, he, thankfully, because he loves us so much, is going right. to illuminate a different way that he wants you to go, or maybe like a side hustle or something that he wants mm. you to be working on simultaneously while he's keeping things stable for you. Or, you know, he wants you to violently, like, make an, a, a completely different choice, but... When we mm-hmm. spend time with him and really discern that from him, we can lean into the fact that he's he knows best. That's right. Um, yeah, that's and right. constantly be asking him what, what those bests are for us and not trying to just do that ourselves.
0: Yeah, I love, I mean, I just love so much of what you just said. I think it's really great wisdom and insight. And I was thinking as you guys were talking to, it's such a juxtaposition to the world of influencers that we live in, where I think it's just really tempting to want to be like, I mean, Instagram influencers are just funny to me. And I follow so many of them. I'm easily influenced, so I have to be careful. But to redefine what that success looks like, I think that's a really
2: powerful word for the it, current climate. It's it's being kingdom influencers. Yeah. yeah. And making yeah. followers of Jesus, right? Yeah, and I think, like,
3: and this, speaking as someone who was in full-time teaching, right, and then started yeah. this business, and I remember the day I was told, Okay, well, you need to turn your social media on because it's all private, because I didn't want any of my students yeah. to, to I mean, you know, I wouldn't yeah. really spending a lot of time on there anyway. But once it got helped, like I was like, well, how what kinds of deposits am I making into the, the yeah. social media thing? Right. Is that's that right. like if I spend my time and effort investing yeah. in this platform, like, right. is this gonna give I think that's the number one question that I've I've had to ask and Come to terms with it isn't gonna look like it looks for influencers that have millions of followers. Like God's so not concerned with the number of followers I have. Yeah, He's concerned with my heart and whether or not I'm saying yes to the opportunities he presents me with.
0: That's great. And so I
3: flipped on all my stuff going, okay, I will engage with people on the internet, but let's put some parameters around that. Like I want to be encouraging, I want to give them some practical applications and tell them my story. And let's just allow that to do what God would like to do with it. Because at the mm-hmm. end of my life, when I give my account to Jesus, he's not going to be like, I'm so impressed you had <laughs> X number of followers <laughs> and a lot of eyeballs on your really cool curated tablescapes right. that you put together with a charcuterie board. Like no one cares. Like he's not going to care <laughs> Yeah. Uh, when we have that conversation. So I'm encouraged, like not by the number of followers, but Honestly, by one on one messages I get from moms and grandparents totally. and adult mentors, the girls who email me directly because all my stuff, again, is public. I'm like, so mm-hmm. many people run a company and just, you can't get to that. Like, people can email me right now. I don't mm-hmm. I, I answer them as myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love those messages because you that's how I know the work I'm doing for the kingdom matters. Yeah. It's the, like, is that giving God a good return on his investment when someone's <laughs> reaching out and going, hey, this so touched good. my life in a really cool way? Um, that's, that's I don't know, that's the kind of investment return I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay, I want to ask you about the adventures of Rooney Cruz. So you've written a series of books, and I know they have been very popular, which is awesome, but tell us a little bit about what those are. Yeah, so Bible
3: Bells was born out of, you know, just a confusion in the marketplace for us as not (laughs) even parents yet. We were arguing about what to get our niece for her birthday that year, and she was five, and we agreed that we wanted the gift to mean something. Yeah. And we thought, her name's Hannah. There's a Hannah in the Bible. Let's simplify the story. My husband made a cover for her. And we bounded it. At Kinko's. It was very official. Oh, it's so and fun. we gave it to her for her birthday. And she just hugged it. And she was like, this is so special. I had no idea there was a woman in the Bible with my name. And we we said, well, who's your favorite woman in the Bible? She said, I don't know. I don't know any women in the Bible. And I was like, well, you're in Sunday school. You <laughs> study the Bible. Why do you not? But she and her sister could name every Disney princess and every mm. detail of all those stories and their what little animal story. friend. And mm. we we were just like, could we create something that would get girls as excited about the women of God's story like they cool. are about these Disney princess characters? Yeah. And so we definitely, like did not go the traditional publishing route. It was very clear at the early onset that the Lord was like, nope, you're gonna start a company and you're gonna publish it yourself. And it's gonna be this whole different thing. So that's <laughs> been quite an adventure, but all that to say our first book series, we call it the Herd series. Mm-hmm. It's Hannah, Esther, Abigail, Ruth, and Deborah. I didn't put them in that order for a reason was totally the Lord, but like the main point of that story is through the stories of these five women, you've got our main character, Rooney yeah. Cruz, who is learning, you know, what God did in the stories of these women, more about him, his character, and what that means for her own life. So she essentially goes on like a five-step journey Mm -hmm. through the five women of the Old Testament that we chose to understand what her unique leadership role is in God's kingdom Mm -hmm. and what real leadership is all about. Um, so the herd series is first, and then our brand new book is called Ringleaders. So that one's a whole different set of books and resources yeah. focusing on the New Testament women and the gospel message. So it's sort of a, a comprehensive, robust, like Old Testament offering, New Testament offering, giving the adults that care about girls the language and the stories and yeah. the ways to engage them with the Bible, even if you're not a Bible scholar, which, you know, when I started, I was like, Okay, well, who were the women? Like, I left church and I made lots of mistakes. So is it me? Okay, great. Um, And the Lord really just shepherded me in such a sweet way as I tried to figure out who the best women to include were. And I really feel like He
0: gave me a good vision for who and why and what it's for in the lives of girls. That is so cool. What I mean, I need to update my favorites gifts list, you know. Right. (laughs) That sounds like such a cool thing to... Yeah, to give, to give to the girls in your life. What ages would you say those are geared towards?
3: Yeah, so pre-readers, like four and five, all the way through early independent readers. So I'd say the cap is nine and 10. I do have girls 11, 12, though, who are just parents they're like, they're still reading these books, like on their way into middle school. And I'm like, that's the goal. Could I do something proactive before my own daughter or your daughter ever enters the door of a middle school where she's armed with all of these powerful examples of real life women and how God used them. And she's not so easily influenced by what she... You know, by spirits of insecurity and comparison, and everything that we experience yeah. in that in that season of our lives.
2: So, Erin, yeah. I have to say, I feel like there's got to be a Bible doll collection on its way. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I get asked that question all the
3: time. So we've created a bracelet. We have a doll of our main character. And then the number one question that I get asked is always like, where are the Bible Bells dolls? Oh. So we're, just, we're trying to figure that out yeah. right now. But yeah, thank so, you so much for saying that too. Because it's just, it reiterates the fact that girls want to engage and they want to play yeah. and they want to imagine right. that they're these women and they want to interact with them in, in the way that they do with characters that they love. So right, right. just the opportunity for girls to- So really hone in on the message through play and interaction is,
2: I don't know, really exciting as an entrepreneur and the person who's created all of it. Right. That's amazing. So as an educator and a teacher, (laughs) what is God teaching you through these women in the Bible? What are you learning? about? so many things. And who's your favorite girl? Who's your favorite girl? (laughs) I think... he, I think he teaches
3: me this and continues to teach me this in so many ways through the stories of women in scripture and also just the women who are ahead of me in life. And we were talking about this a second ago, like the, the women who are you know out of this season, their kids are older and maybe they're you know heading into that last season of life. I'm really trying to glean wisdom from biblical women and the women in my life that God's brought me from a mentorship standpoint. But I feel like he's constantly teaching me um, to own and protect the peace in my household. I really mm. struggle mm. and I think it just was growing up, you know, you got you got insecurity and comparison and a misunderstanding of who you are and not your identity and the, the negative emotions that can spill over for me, you know, anger, frustration, especially I have a new baby. We were on a business from home. We just moved, we're adopting. Like there are a lot mm. of big, I think high stress to the average person, like, wow, we have a lot going on. And I have to constantly be mindful of as the woman, as the adult woman in my home, I set the tone and I set the atmosphere and I play an integral role in creating the culture of our home. Hmm. And when it is, you know, when it's missing its piece and when it stops becoming a safe, place for people to express their emotions, for them to think and feel deeply. That's when I as the adult woman need to perceive that and get us back to a place where I'm owning the protection over this home. Um hmm. and so I think that's what the Lord continually shows me because I'm bubbly and energetic and that can easily like I have big emotions and you know like we're all adult <laughs> women, right? Where sometimes our emotions are like our emotional intelligence needs to be at the forefront of like our thoughts and our attitude and the way we engage with people and the way we pour into ourselves as well. So I'm just learning in every season, I feel like God continues to wash me with like, maintain the peace and the atmosphere of your home an atmosphere that's gonna honor me, that's gonna bring me glory, that's gonna, again, invite people into a deep and meaningful relationship, uh, invite them into that with him. Um, and I get to do that as, as my, the, my husband's wife and as the mom to my kids and as the adult woman who manages this space. So you that's
2: ha- what he's teaching. Me. You have a little bit of Esther influence in you right there. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Well, uh, not that I want to wrap up this conversation, but before we go, we want to give you the last word. What would you say just to encourage women today or challenge them with something? Um, you get the last word.
3: I would say, I think the number one thing that has always been a strength of mine, I'm very thankful for it, but something I see women just in general struggling with is allowing fear or being victimized by fear. And I would say, I mean, in my life, and I've not done, I've done a million things the wrong way. I've really struggled with, you know, deep hurt and pain and suffering. And I I know people can resonate with even just those words and their own stories. Mm -hmm. But my challenge to the women listening are like, it's, it's not that we aren't gonna experience fear, but you don't have to let fear stop you from doing the thing that God has told you to do. So maybe it's a job, maybe it's pouring into someone, maybe it's showing up to serve. Maybe I don't know what it is in this season. It could have to do with generosity and giving of your time or your talent or your money or your resources. God's given us so many amazing gifts and he's made a very unique investment in each of you. And mm. he wants a good return on that investment. And the number one thing stopping women from giving him that good return is fear. And so I just pray and cancel. Mm. As any spirit of fear for anybody who's listening, you don't have to let fear stop you from doing the thing that God has told you to do. Just go do it and
0: watch him work. It's gonna be awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And also, before we go, where can people find you? And find your books, resources, your just the ways that you can invest in other women. Yeah, they can find us at biblebells.com.
3: So it's B-I-B-L-E-B-E-L-L-E-S.com. And then the educational platform with all the digital resources is truthbecomesher.com. And then me, I'm mostly on Instagram. It's at
0: Weidman. That's awesome. Thanks, Erin, for the way you're living into what God put in front of you. This has been really uh, encouraging.
2: Super fun. You're amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. Thanks I so want to give you a hug. You.
3: This is such a blessing. <laughs> I know <laughs> we're hugging through the air. Hugging, yeah. that's
2: right. <laughs> so, so
0: much. Well, I hope you really uh, enjoyed that conversation with Aaron. You know, I am inspired when we, we've talked to a couple other ladies like this too, where they really felt like God was calling them to do something and just went for it. And I just think, Um, There's probably so many dreams and ideas out there in those of you listening and, you know, even with us that you often don't do because of kind of fear of the unknown and all those things. So I am really glad Erin uh, went for it and is making a difference with using her voice and all these amazing resources.
1: I'd love to just how God builds upon Our experiences and talents and jobs that we've all had to take us to to places where we get to invest, you know, in in the kingdom as she's doing through writing, um, you know, the curriculum for young women that help them with their identity and self-esteem by looking at some of the, the, the women in the Bible, you know. So many young girls today are following influencers to to lead and build their lives around. And yet we want this next generation to be influenced uh, first by Jesus, but also by the, the models that we have, spiritual models that we have written in his word. And I love that she's developed these stories and curriculum that can equip um, these young girls. You know, I think of Esther. I mean, um, imagine if our young women knew that God had called them for such a time as this to to be a voice for the gospel and to use their gifts and talents. I mean that they and to rise up, you don't have to wait till you're old to do that. It starts at a young age um, if you're paying attention to that call and so I just I love that there's something out there for young girls. I mean, I think I was telling her that I see a, a doll um you know, a doll <laughs> Yeah. A doll yeah. line, American Girl line, but a Bible doll uh, to go with yeah, the books, yeah, yeah. totally. So, um, but she oh, was she it. was oh, awesome, and you know, while my girls are older, I just was thinking about a lot of these young moms coming up to to refer them to her website and some of the great things that she's doing. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you want to find Erin and get in touch with her, she's on Instagram. Her website also is BibleBells.com. And her show on the radio, I think she's on Air One or Caleb, is 59 Seconds of Hope. So be sure to check that out. Find her, get connected with her. And like always, if you thought of someone that could use this conversation or would enjoy it, feel free to share this um, episode, Uh, leave a comment, like it, subscribe, you know, all the things. We would love that. So hope that you had a great Thanksgiving and we are excited about this month. We've got a couple more episodes coming up that we're excited about and just getting ready for Christmas. So we will see you next week. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye.